This Thacker Slate podcast is hosted by Connie Thacker and Allison Slate, two experienced attorneys who believe honesty, transparency, and knowledge are key to achieving the best legal outcomes. A variety of topics, particularly those related to sensitive family law matters, are candidly covered by Connie and Allison in a way that's refreshing, timely, and practical for listeners. Welcome to another podcast of Thacker Slate here at the law firm where we specialize in family law matters. And uh, from time to time, more times than not, we are involved in cases with business valuation issues uh, where we represent either the business owner or the non-business owner, which then requires us to have an expert to help us navigate that system. And so today we have with us uh, Michelle Gallagher, who is a business valuation expert. Uh, we use Michelle from time to time on some of our cases, and she's also uh, been against us uh, from time to time on cases. So we don't have uh, any uh, referral relationship back and forth with Michelle. She's just here voluntarily to give us some insight to business valuation. Michelle is a uh, Michigan uh, certified public accountant. She's accredited in business valuation, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes. Uh, she's also uh, certified in financial forensics and in collaborative uh, law. And for those who, who want any information on collaborative law, we encourage you to listen to our collaborative uh, alternative dispute resolution uh, podcast. So Michelle's not able to be with us personally today, but she is appearing with us uh, by phone and by uh, FaceTime, so we can uh, at least see her a little bit as we're doing this podcast. But we want to begin with really talking about her certifications, and the reason we want to do that is we often see clients who do it twice, and it is really not in your best interest to do it twice. And what do we mean by that? Oftentimes in certain businesses, and one in particular, um, chiropractors have... Um, access to people who do business valuations for them from time to time. And what they'll do in the beginning of the divorce case is they'll grab that, what they perceive to be the business valuator, and they are a business valuator for the purposes of probably buying and selling the chiropractic business, but they're not for the purposes of the divorce case. And it's really important uh, from our perspective that you get someone that's certified because once they do the business valuation, if the other side doesn't agree with it and we end up in trial or we end up in arbitration, we have to have someone with those appropriate uh, accreditations and certifications. So Michelle, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. And I just wanted to, I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about your accreditation, particularly the uh, ABV accreditation, which according to your resume, you got all the way back in 2001. So you've been doing this for a long time. I have been doing this for a long time. It's a lot of fun. And by the way, thank you for having me. So the ABV stands for Accredited in Business Valuation. So that's the A, the B, and the V there. And the certification itself is through the AICPA, which means initially the accreditation, you had to have the foundational CPA license to get the ABV. Now there are some additional um, requirements that you can get it without a CPA, but ultimately there's a foundational basis of it. So we have as ABVs a lot of experience in not only business valuation, but just general CPA knowledge as well, which is extremely helpful when it comes to divorce cases. Yeah. There's the 
extra stuff that I think an ABV brings to the table. First of all, it's a very widely known credential. It's through a very well-known established AICPA. That's our American Institute of Certified Public Accountants. So it's just, it's just a solid ground. Most judges definitely know the CPA standard and they know that that's kind of the gold standard in many cases. Once they hear a CPA is on board and then the accredited and business valuation, I think it, it really helps in getting us qualified as experts in court. Yeah, I think so too. And we've seen some cases where we've gotten either on our side where the client hasn't, you know, done a thorough business evaluation or on the other side when they're just having a a CPA testify. Sometimes it's not as helpful as when we have the business evaluator. Michelle, how do you know that you have a business that's even worth valuing? I mean, let's start there. I mean, hobby businesses versus paychecks. How do you know that this is something that we should proceed with? Well, most businesses have some level of value. Sometimes in a very small business environment, like you just mentioned, a hobby, it is more like a hobby or or a job. But we can usually take a look at a few years of tax returns and give you an idea relatively quickly if we think you should pursue the business valuation or not. Um, We can usually take, like I said, maybe three years of tax returns give you our first cut at whether or not there's value. But I'd say more times than not, there's some level of value in a business. I I recently had one and the attorney wasn't even going to take a look at it. And she sent over a few years of tax returns and it turned out ultimately we, we, we did find some value in it. And it was about an $8 million company that she almost left on the table. Oh my gosh, that's awful. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. it was crazy. What other documents do you typically look at other than the tax returns? I assume um, you know, you know a lot of people use QuickBooks or other accounting methods. What 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 kind of documents do you actually need to look at? Well, as much financial data as we can get, we we really do need. I know you. We have a very lengthy laundry list of document request lists that you have all seen, and many attorneys sort of squawk at when we first send it, but. To truly understand the business, we really need to dig into all the financial aspects of it. The tax returns are great. You know, they, they definitely provide us that initial feedback on the financial realm of the company, but there's a lot more to it. And frankly, you know, the tax returns are, are great documents, but they're tax returns. So we know there's a lot of tax planning that goes along in those. Um, and, and not only, they may not reflect the actual earnings of the company. So we really do need to dig a little deeper. QuickBooks is our favorite. Uh, We will ask for QuickBooks backups every time. Uh, We typically need that so that we can review general ledgers and look for certain adjustments and addbacks. Yeah, I think the QuickBooks are really always interesting to see how uh, the, the revenue and the expenses are coded and if there are any adjustments made to the QuickBooks you know, uh, in time. So it is sort of like an investigative process of the business, right? Because you're trying to figure out what it's doing. Yes, exactly. And then you often do site visits and sometimes I get pushbacks or we get pushbacks from the clients 
on site visits, not, you know, particularly if we, if it's, we're representing the non-business owner, right? Because now I'm, I'm calling up or Allison's calling up and saying, hey, we're going to send our expert over for a site visit. And that gets everybody all freaked out. Why are, why are the site visits so important? Well, we really need to interview management. We need to get their take. I know in a divorce setting, it's very difficult depending on, especially on what side you're on. If you're on the non-owner spouse side as a business valuation expert, the, the owner spouse is not typically willing to share information with you, which is very challenging. But the site visit itself is is twofold. One is for the management interview. Again, we're trying to really understand how the business makes money. That's That's what it's all about. How does it make money? And it's one of the first questions I like to ask management is, how do you make money? And being able to see their operations, especially in a manufacturing plant or anything that actually involves moving parts, distribution centers, it's really helpful to actually see it in action to understand exactly how they're making money. So the site is twofold. One, we want to see it. And two, we want to get detailed information from the management team on, on how operations work. Yeah, I think the site visits are really important. And um, here we usually attend the site visits with our expert. Uh, it's always helpful for us to get an idea of what the business looks like as well, too. And then also, I think when we're uh, doing these business valuations, not only are we looking at the value of the business, but we're also looking at the income generally of the business owner, right? And, and so that has an impact on the business valuation itself in terms of what's the income going out to the business owner, right? Absolutely. Typically in any divorce case, we're looking at the business value and income for purposes of either child support or spousal support. So they right. interplay. Yeah. And you know, in the self-employed um, ad backs that go in, I was um, looking at some of your information and I love this, you know, 14 step list that you have here of the ad backs that go back into income that most people don't add back in. I mean, some of them like travel and meals and entertainment. And I mean, all of the self-employed people we know are running cell phones and insurance and dues and all kinds of stuff in there. So you actually explain to the listeners what an ad back is and how, how you use an ad back. What does that mean? So an ad back is what we would define as a discretionary expense of the owner. So I might run my business differently than Connie and Allison do. I might run every stinking expense possible through my business to get the tax deduction, which is why I mentioned earlier, the tax returns are great, but a lot of people run stuff through there that's not, maybe it's a little aggressive, let's just say that. So the add-back process is looking at what are those discretionary expenses that a business owner is running through there that another business owner may not. I mean, believe it or not, there are some business owners who have very clean books. No kidding. They're out there. Yeah, that's but like us. Rare. I don't look good in orange. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure our books are crystal clean. <laughs> I'm sure mine are too. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there's a, a plethora of things. I mean, repairs and maintenance is a huge area. You know, yeah. Think about your, your home lawn care. I've seen, I've seen a business owner put an entire deck that they built on their house through their businesses, repairs and maintenance. Um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of garbage. Um, I call it cleansing the earnings. I, I, I tell people I get my Ajax out 
and I go into the earnings, the QuickBooks is super helpful in this particular area. And we just start cleaning out the earnings. I love that, cleaning the earnings. That's awesome. The other one that I really picked up on, and I wondered if you see a lot of this, is prepaid expenses. People paying things ahead of time makes their you know income look lower because they're prepaying stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so... I- a big one we see is prepaid credit cards. How do you how do you find all those ad backs? Is it mostly just by dissecting the QuickBooks, or how do you find them? QuickBooks is definitely helpful. If the company doesn't use QuickBooks, we can still get general ledgers from whatever the accounting software is. But QuickBooks is definitely the most common in, in most of the small to mid sized businesses that we work with. But other areas are bank statements, credit cards. You know the. the Prepaid credit card can be found by just requesting most current credit card statements, and you can see if they're running a credit balance. Right. And then what's sort of the difference between, or is there a difference, maybe it's one and the same, the income addbacks versus valuation adjustments that you make? Are, are they the same or are they different? Or, or how does, help me understand those two. Well, they are Different from a valuation expert's perspective, um, the addbacks are all, they are adjustments. So you can use that word interchangeably with an addback and adjustment because we're adjusting the earnings. They're called in, in the valuation world, normalizing adjustments. So right. there's, two, there's two adjustments. Normalizing adjustments are these addbacks that we're talking about. We're trying to normalize earnings, clean the earnings. So we have normalizing adjustments And then we have a whole separate type of adjustments, valuation adjustments, that could be things like discounts. Right, discounts for marketability and discounts for lack of control. Yes. And do do you see those discounts? I mean, that's always a big debate in the divorce arena, right? Are we taking the discounts or are we not taking the discounts? And how do we determine the percentage of the discounts? And you know, there's a lot of assumptions that go into the business valuation. There's a lot of assumptions and a lot of professional judgment. The discount argument is real. I mean, I have, I have, I think I have two pending cases right now where the marketability and minority interest discounts are being heavily disputed. So I'll be interested to see how the judges come back on these. Um, there's nothing out there that's particularly published. It's all the old Michigan fair and equitable standards. So it's really and truly a fact specific based on your case. Hey, Michelle, what are you guys doing with uh, revenue forecasts and coronavirus? Are there people (laughs) that are trying to take advantage of that? Are there real concerns there? What's going on with those forecasts? Because those are a big part of your valuation process too, right? They're huge right now. And the coronavirus is a hot mess in valuation. Um, We definitely are trying to do forecasting and doing the best we can with management input. So this one is an area we we need some management input, but we also have to test those forecasts and make sure they're realistic. And we can look at history to some extent, but depending on the specific company and the specific industry, they are across the board. So we have to put ourselves out there a bit in the forecasting and do the best we can with the information we have. I mean, the industry reports are all over the place for various 
various industries. And I don't know how the judges are going to deal with this new model because historically judges haven't particularly liked the discounted cash flow analysis because it's all based on post marital efforts. So I don't know. It's our judges are going to have to be educated, I think, on on this new forecasting process because it's it's going to be big over the next few months. So for my clients, and just because I'm trying to give them the best service possible, is now the time to get divorced if you're a business owner? It depends on your business. <laughs> I knew that would yeah. be the answer. All it depends. All depends. All depends. Depends on your Somebody business. Somebody told me once I couldn't answer a question. It depends. Yeah. It's really hard. Right. Well, we wanted to thank you for uh, joining us today on the uh, Business Valuation Podcast. As always, your information is insightful and helpful. So uh, thank you for being here with us today. And if anybody has any questions regarding business valuation or if you're a business owner or a non-business owner spouse going through a divorce, please give us a call because we really specialize in dealing with complicated business matters and working with uh, experts. So thank you, Michelle, for being with us today. You're welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of our Thacker Slate podcast. If you have additional questions, do not hesitate to contact us at 616-888-3810 or visit our website, thackerslate.com, for additional information. 